Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Is $50 too much to spend on scissors? Yeah. $50? But they've got a magnetic base in their flat. We just spent all week talking about how $50 was too much to spend on a water gun. And now you want to spend it on scissors? A water gun? They're crafting scissors? Are they signed by, like, by Lupita? <laughs> oh my god. No, but they've got a magnetic base and they're flat tips so you can safely carry them in your bag or pocket. Cool. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's too much for scissors. I think maybe just a little. Well, now I have a point to prove, so. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> just know it will not change my opinion on it. Um, what is this? What are we doing? We're doing season one. Oh, welcome to the Feeny Call, everybody. <laughs> We're doing season one, episode four. The title of the episode is Corey's Alternate Friends. Right. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And we're going to talk about the show. Now, yeah. Instead of what else we've been talking That's about. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> um, so kicking us off with trivia, this is the one where we uh, come come to meet, not really meet, but sort of meet Sean's sister who doesn't actually exist. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason that he read those lines is because the actor who was supposed to read those lines got fired the day before filming. And so they just gave him to Sean. They were like, here, writer, have all these extra lines. And he's like, cool. So he's not actually supposed to say any of those Was it the same? Was it the other, like, was it the boring other white kid friend? It didn't say. I couldn't find. Because we get Corey's only other black friend shows up again. (laughs) Yes, he does. In uh, in the next episode. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. I've got a piece of trivia about this. Mm-hmm. In this Stealing episode, my bit. well, okay, I whatever. I have a piece of trivia for this one. I just <laughs> happen to know this. I didn't. Uh, so in this episode, when Corey and Topanga kiss, mm-hmm. uh, that was both of their real life first, first kisses, kisses, and both of their like full families were on set that day. And apparently it was just crazy awkward. They had rehearsed the scene several times without kissing. Um, and so I think, I'm pretty sure they did it in one take and that's all like Amazing. genuine. That's all the reaction that it is. Their families are all standing on the sidelines watching. Amazing. I can't imagine what a terrible first no. kiss, oh, right? Oh man, I cannot. I no. mean, he doesn't really kiss her back, I guess. So. No, not really. <laughs> uh, we'll okay. get to right. the kiss. Right. So it's my turn for the recap, right? Yes, it is. All right. All right. You know, start a clock here. So Corey and Sean give a report on uh, the environment, and it's all about baseball, and Feeney blames himself because he let them partner up. So Corey makes them do the project again, and he assigns Corey to work with Topanga, and Topanga is uh, doing these weird things. And Corey overhears some girls that he thinks are being mean about him and insulting his hair, so he and Sean decide they're going to try to straighten his hair. And then Corey uh, accidentally leaves it in too long, and his hair looks really silly, and he's embarrassed, but Topanga's like, it's fine, you look different. And so then he realizes that they're actually friends, and they try to save the librarian's job because they're being ageist and making her retire, and they form a picket line, and then Corey has to say, great, cool. Thanks. That's the time. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um, I'm sorry. That's 31 seconds. <sighs> it was 31 seconds. If I, you did 31 seconds last week, so. Yeah. I did. That's yes. Tough. That's. Uh, I it's guess tough. fair. Is fair. 30, 30 seconds is tough. 30 seconds is tough. Yeah. It's a. It's got a lot going on this episode. We're a lot of layers here. So we yeah. Had a big new character introduction. Yes. We had. We, we had. have to pick up now. We, <laughs> we have do. Her. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. There was. I feel like a lot. A lot of things are going on. It's a lot to learn in this episode. But it all is kind of a surrounding Corey. I feel like we don't get a whole lot of other characters in this 
episode. It's primarily just Corey and Topanga and mm-hmm. a little bit of Sean. Mm-hmm. And this one's really, really uh, kid central. There, it is. We yeah. don't we don't get a lot of parent action or uh, or otherwise. Um, yeah, for sure. There's there were there were a lot of, a lot of good lessons in this episode though. Mm. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of wonderful little That's things true. to take away. That's for true. Sure. Yeah. I tried to think of like an overarching lesson to learn because I feel like there could be a couple different ones. Mm-hmm. But my overarching, at least the thing that I learned was just because someone is different or older or doesn't look like you or doesn't act like you or doesn't like the same things as you doesn't make them bad or weird. Mm-hmm just makes them a person that is not like you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really nice when uh, that that all the kids in the classroom are laughing at Corey's hair, and he looks at Topanga and says, like, go ahead and laugh. And she says, your hair looks different. Why would I laugh? Why would I laugh? Yeah. Just a nice little moment. It all, you know, it comes down to... Who says it? Someone... I guess, I don't know if Corey or Topanga says it, but it's, you know, effectively, it doesn't... I guess I think Topanga says it right after he gives his speech about the librarian, and mm-hmm. she says uh, something about how it doesn't matter what's what's on the inside; it matters like what you do, you know, actions mm-hmm. as opposed to your, I guess, appearance. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know how that speaks to his character more. Yeah, this one, this I don't know. I didn't flag who wrote this episode. It's a well-written. It stands it out well, amongst yeah. these early episodes in terms of its like it. It lays the seed early on of this um, mm-hmm. librarian getting pushed out. We sit down and we touch on environmental issues, issues yes. super briefly. We have all of this like body positive uh, imagery, Absolutely. like and it's yeah. This was we got a, some performance art. We, we got, got some lipstick. We got on some the silly face. performance art stuff. Everything. It's great. It's there's a lot of really positive stuff in this episode. Yes. for sure. Kicking it off with the environmental protection projects. Right. Good I on Feeny for love what a nice Feeny project. for doing that. Yes, getting them started right in the '90s, which I feel like is a very progressive thing for the '90s because no one really gave a shit about the environment. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't know. I think that... I feel like it's a bigger deal now. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that, like, early 90s, there were... Well, I guess, I mean, so global warming as a concept was presented and largely dismissed in, like, the late (laughs) 80s. But I think that there was still, like, environmental worry. Mm -hmm. Though, I mean, so the girls at the beginning of the episode, they're they're like, we use products every day that are damaging to the water supply. And then Mm -hmm. they, like, drop a a fish fish or whatever and it comes comes out out of the skeleton. Which is a great little, like, comic bit. But also, it's, you know, it's spot on to, like, the the message. And then... (laughs) Of course, uh, my I, it's one of my favorite jokes in the whole series is when Sean and Corey get up with their pointers and just smack. Yes, they smack, <laughs> smack the, the and then Feeny moves the pointers ever so slightly yeah, to the yeah, places yeah. that they're actually right. talking that's about. That's a great, that's a great bit. But it's so interesting too is that the two of them, if this project had been specifically like a baseball related research project. They did an excellent job. They did. They did a lot of research. Right. It just wasn't for the project that was assigned. No, it's just time and again now. We're only like five episodes into the series, mm-hmm. and we've seen all these instances in which Corey demonstrates his ability to learn and his memory and his yeah. ability to apply himself, but on his terms, oh, right? Oh, absolutely. He like, does it's not... always, always on his terms. Mm-hmm. And so the two of them are sitting here retain, retaining and analyzing information so well, but it's like... This is what we want to talk about, though. Mm-hmm. We don't give a shit about what you want us to talk about. Yes. Um, and so it's just interesting that, you know, like, the show continues to kind of show, like, these are smart kids 
but you have to let them like discover their interests yeah. on their own, which I think I, you know, I, I was having this conversation the other day with somebody who was telling them I was reading this book mm. that I'm reading right now. Uh, and they're like, wow, I, I haven't read a book and I don't know how long. And it, like, it made me kind of sad. And we had this conversation where they really haven't, like, read a book since they were, like, last assigned to read a book in a class or something. And what I kind of arrived at was that I think a lot of adults, our age and otherwise, are not interested in pursuing reading as a, like, hobby or pastime because the only experience they have with reading is what they were assigned to read. I would absolutely agree with that right like they were never encouraged to pursue books of their own interest at a young age the only experience they have with holding a book is that they have to read the next 50 pages Mm -hmm. for class yes uh and their you know their parents or teachers or otherwise never encouraged them to find a book that interests them and either in you know enjoy or learn from that book much the way that like the two of them found something that interested them and they researched it and they learned about it and everything uh, it kind of, I, that potentially could be family dependent. I, mm-hmm. my family, we were all big readers. Mm-hmm. I read, I still read a lot, but I also just read a lot in high school and middle school, but we promoted such a positive reading environment. So mm-hmm. I, when I was a competitive power tumbler, I would go to the gym seven nights a week. It would mm-hmm. be 30 minutes away from our home and so on the way there I would read aloud to my dad I actually read all the way through a series of unfortunate events the first time that way (laughs) read all the way through 30 minutes there and 30 minutes home so that's an hour of reading time and reading out loud right that's good that's a whole different skill set so it was very I think it's one of the reasons that I'm not super afraid of public speaking nowadays I remember my speech class in high school and college and I pretty much breezed through it because I had no problem speaking in front of people. That's good. Yeah. If you hear that, that's Rigby. That's uh, the cat. That's that's the that's cat. That's so funny. Yeah. But I feel like that's not a big thing for everyone. That's definitely my right. family. I had to read. My parents, every like I read, it was a requirement. I had mm-hmm. to read 30 minutes every night, basically, when I got home. But Just of an assignment? Whatever. Yeah. Well, for my parents, they were like, mm-hmm. they had nothing to do with school. It was entirely like, we want you to read a book for mm-hmm. 30 minutes, and then like you can watch TV or do mm-hmm. whatever. Like We don't care. But you need to read for 30 minutes. But they weren't like, here's this book. Read it for 30 minutes. It was like, we're going to the library and you're going to find a book that you want to read and you got to read it for 30 minutes every night. And when you're done, we'll get, we're going to get another book. And so Mm -hmm. like, I was encouraged to find material that interested me because I was going to read for 30 minutes one way or the other. And my parents were like, we're not going to stop you from reading, you know, like Captain Underpants or whatever it is. Like, I don't know, whatever age, right. Whatever age I was at, whatever I was, I could read what interested me. And so like, that was how I discovered that I could find books that I want to read and like that I could find pleasure in doing that beyond like, Oh, well they said that I have to read the next, you know, two chapters of the invisible man for English tomorrow. Which is fine, too, but whatever. (laughs) That was another thing is surrounding myself with fellow readers. I feel like all of my friends growing up were also readers. Mm -hmm. And so we would... I used to go over to my friend Nicole's, and she would just give me a box full of books. She was a big book buyer. I was Mm -hmm. a big book borrower. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she would buy all these new books. She would be so excited about it. She would read them all. She would lend them to me. Mm -hmm. And then I would take them home, read them all, send them back. It was like 14 books at a time, and I'd make my way through them over the course of like two months, three months, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so 
I just surrounded myself with readers who also encouraged me to read and right. gave me the ability to read new things and read, give me recommendations as well. I feel like that's yeah. a big thing is it's hard to give recommendations to young adults because mm-hmm. the genre changes a lot. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the only, I don't know if an 11 year old came up to me and was like, what should I read? I'd be like, Harry Potter. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, don't, I yeah. That's what I was reading at 11. So sure. right, I don't right. know. Yeah, I mean they still are, so that's good. Yeah, that's. I mean that's <laughs> always a tried and true. Like right. if you they probably read already beat you there. Harry Potter. Um, anyway, all that is to say that you should allow kids to engage themselves in topics of interest of to interest, them yeah. and let them explore their mm-hmm. ability to learn and their capacity to learn through things that interest them. Because mm-hmm. they're they're like just learning skills will be strengthened by applying them to something that interests them Yes. so that they can then apply them to things that they're not maybe as interested in, but yes. they need to, you know, mm-hmm. learn about. Interesting thing I thought about with this episode was that Feeney says like, no, 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 I blame myself. I failed you. We're going to redo it. Right. <laughs> yes. And then, so then he assigns Sean and Minkus and Corey and Topanga. And so my question there. Is do Minkus and Topanga now have to do have con- to like redo do they have to just redo their, their projects, projects even though they did it fine the first time? I thought of that too. <laughs> I'm not sure. Right, like they get screwed there. Right. Maybe he was planning on putting them to get. Maybe he was doing it, it was sequentially. Yeah, it was like staggered, and then they hadn't done them yet. I don't so know. Then... Feels feels like a, a hole in the script there. But... A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right after we got done complimenting the writers on how great they did. I know, excellent Your episode. Your script is horrible. There was definitely a hole there. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that definitely struck me because I, I feel like those should be doled out at the beginning of right. the assignment. And in the event that Topanga and Minkus had been working on something mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. I'm shocked that they didn't protest and they weren't like, I'm project we have to it's due tomorrow like yeah. what are you talking about <laughs> so i'm shocked that they didn't say anything right. about it well Whatever. and then uh and then cory and topanga's turnaround time for their project is a day because topanga yeah. comes to the lunchroom it's like jedediah is gonna drive me to your house for to work and then they go and they quote unquote work for like 20 minutes 20 and she minutes. does her dance and then sean comes over and is like all right we're good and then they present it tomorrow <laughs> like, they're so I made a note about this. They're so mean to her. They are They're so really mean wildly to mean to Topanga in this it's episode. Crazy. Oh yeah, they are. I mean, and I think, I think it had to be amped up to to highlight like Topanga's goodness mm-hmm. and that, like her ability. Even like, oh, you're an asshole, but I don't even I don't judge you for being an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, like she she gets to shine as an exemplar, as an example mm-hmm. of a good human. She's here. very forgiving um, and. Yeah, you know, and all, and I, but they, they really, this episode and the next, which we'll talk about obviously on the next episode, but like they, Corey and Sean are real dicks in both these episodes. Yes. Uh, I think this is, I mean, now that there were four episodes in, they're kind of starting to weed through who they're keeping on as their friends and who they're not. Right. I think the bond between Corey and Sean is obviously getting stronger, and it's through them ganging up on other people, including Feeney. Right. And at the beginning, when they were doing their project, they were like, we don't give a shit about our project. We just... Well, if want he, the Phillies to win. What, is, what does he say? He says like, oh, you know, it's, uh, it stinks, right? Yeah. And Corey slaps Feeney's arm and says, "Stinks." What about my part? Yes. Like, uh, like, even shitting on Sean. Yes. Like, See, you stink, but I did good. But right? I did like, good, right? <laughs> so they, I mean, I don't know. Eleven-year-old boys 
as a whole just suck kind of suck so <laughs> i guess it's fine it's uh it's not so unusual but they really they're they're jerks to Topanga. Mm-hmm. Everything they say to her is just so so mean. And I guess again, like we don't see a transform a transformation for Corey in the episode otherwise. No. I guess he has to be like an insensitive jerk to her yes. from the get go to appreciate. It's amazing how fast he unlearns these lessons. <laughs> already in the next episode, he's already a dick again. Right, right, right. How can how can I learn so much right. every week and still be so stupid? <laughs> yes, which I guess he does have the realization at the very end of the entire series that that happens, but mm. whatever. What else? What else do we take away from this episode? Obviously, we talked well, I guess we haven't really delved too much into the the body positivity. There are more body here. positive episodes coming right so i feel this is just scraping the surface and Mm -hmm. i feel that topanga is a catalyst in a lot of those episodes as Mm -hmm. well because she's also later on when she cuts her hair i was gonna mention that episode that's that's so interesting where she's like you shouldn't care what people look like it doesn't matter it's what's on the inside that counts but then she loses her mind yes (laughs) well but then she goes back right it's back and forth i think it's interesting that her first episode right her first introduction episode here is all about Corey's hair and then like when she changes as a character from the like long haired hippie character to what we knew for the last three seasons Mm -hmm. it all has to do with her hair Uh, I wish they had kept a little more of her hippiness throughout the entire yeah 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 yeah. obviously she grows up we all grow up and I'm sure they make make a point of it in an episode there's a good flip also when she moves out of her parents' place and mm-hmm. in with her aunt, mm-hmm. there's a good flip of like, okay, clearly she's not under the influence of the crazies anymore, and she is now with someone who's a little more stern, a little more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. put together, a little more of a grown-up Yeah, that is taking her and turning her into a mini version of, I forgot right. her aunt's name, but whatever uh, her aunt's name Prudence. Is. Prudence, yeah. yeah. it's Prudence. Yeah, well, and I think... They make a point. It's the episode. It's in like uh, I guess it's in season six when uh, Joshua is born. Um, is that season six? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's You're six. Right. You're right. And and they're in the hospital and uh, and Corey's panicking and tells like Topanga like I want you to make everything better and He's she's like, like You're the one who's weird. Why right. aren't you like, helping? She's all businessy and everything yeah. and he yeah yeah and she she like realizes she's lost that about herself. Anyway, it's a good arc. It's, it's a, a nice yeah, nice it's, character it arc. It back around. It's not like this is the only episode that we see. Sure. Little, I mean, I think that it, I think that they they did lose sight of her as a character somewhere in the middle and they changed her to meet what they thought like the TGIF lineup needed. Yes, correct. Uh, but I, I feel like they did that to everybody though. Right, because right. Because right. I feel like once they all start to grow up a little bit, they shift them. Eric too. Well yeah, I mean they shifted them from a kid show to a teen show mm-hmm. is really what happened. Which is fair. Because there's kids became teens. So. <laughs> That's yeah, uh, true. Which is what happens, I guess. I suppose, if you must. <laughs> if we need them to, you know Whatever. age or something. Uh, as far as continuity errors go, mm-hmm. I was going to say, they, at the very end of the episode, when everyone is unlocking and, like, running away, they, why don't they unlock Corey and Topanga? <laughs> They're the only two that they don't unlock. And Those they just, kids. They you, peace out so fast. You see that in, like, the corner of the shot finish and, like, scamper and away. And away. Right, and you're like... What? Where, the why hell? are they leaving? <laughs> like, what the hell them? happened here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, but it's funny. It's I don't a good understand. little joke. Um, Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but it's a good little bit. Uh, it is a good bit, especially since they all kind of back out together. They don't. 
like run. Right. They literally like they just it was like they, they unlock from them and they unlock from the lockers and yeah. four of them sneak No, it out. felt kind of like the the camera like the director was like, "We don't think you're going to be in this shot, but just in case you are, just kind of like crawl out of the just back." <laughs> right, just like crawl out of frame a little bit. We don't have time to reshoot it. Uh, well, and Corey and t- neither Corey nor Topanga yell after them either. Right. They're not like, "Guys, guys, where are you going? Guys, don't leave. We're still locked to the lockers." Right. We're they still are just chained to the locker. with being chained to the yeah. locker. I also really enjoy it. They're all all waiting there, complaining that Corey's not going to show or whatever, right? And then he shows up, and they already had a handcuff on each of the lockers, like, ready to go. Right. (laughs) It was funny. It was a good little bit there. I think it's interesting on the subject of friendship in this episode, right? Corey complains that he doesn't want all his friends to laugh at him, Mm -hmm. right? When they're in the kitchen and Topanga finishes her dance. And... It's just that there's this moment, right, where you realize that, like, Topanga is, she just so clearly believes that, like, if you're confident in what you're doing and you are who you are, then your friends will be your friends and the people that aren't won't, right? And it's this great, like, it's just, I don't know. And it's interesting that by the end of the episode, it's clear that Corey has, like, learned that, like, a real friend isn't going to shit on you for, like, what you're, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing. Yes. And if you're committed to it, and yet he still like goes and sits down at the table with Sean and another dipshit friend who were yes. giving him all kinds of grief. Which like I I mean, I don't know. I shit on my friends, I guess. Like yeah. we 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 take jabs. It's fine. But I, I think don't know. it's uh, as far as that along that line, I mean, he sits down and Sean's like, flag football, my place after school. Like, he's still sure. going to hang out with the people who want to do the same things that he does. Right, right, he's right. not going to want to sit and watch Angela Lansbury with Minkus. Why which, not? Great, great little high. Oh, I love, I love when Lansbury. Corey and, says, You don't know these people. They go home and you don't know what they watch on TV. And the kid says, Crossfire. And the other kid says, uh, I forget. And Minkus says, I'm fond of anything with Angela Lansbury. And I'm like, All three of these kids don't. I mean, like, Crossfire is the worst thing that ever happened to journalism in America but uh, the other kids don't have terrible taste <laughs> right um, I, I would sit down with Minkus and <laughs> watch anything with Angela watch Lansbury watch a little Angela Listen, Minkus is cultured Minkus he is he's, he's cultured he's intelligent he's really he's, he's got, got some, some good jazz right, he's, he's got very a, witty exactly he's a quick wit right. he's, he's funny he's the dream kid really. listen everyone should have aspired like just because Minkus has a bad haircut and his mom clearly dresses <laughs> him oh, like oh. otherwise Minkus is a is a star it was funny though Corey sits down and Minkus offers him tofu and I was like, what? Yeah. Sixth grader is eating tofu. Come well, on. now a shit ton of them. Well, yes. Now. Yeah, but what sixth grade? That was in the in ninety three. Right. That's a what? great joke in the early nineties. Yes. Now I sit down and a sixth grader is like, "You want some tofu?" And they're like, "No, no, no, thanks. I've got my seaweed wraps." Or right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been teaching kids and they like pull out their snack and it's like dried kale with no. like some seasoning or shit like that. I understand, <laughs> and I want everyone to be healthy, but at the same time. That was one of the great parts about being a kid is those are your sugar-eating years. Yeah. When you get older. Some, do you remember Dunkaroos? Yes. Dude, Dunkaroos were the shit. They were they so were. good. Yes. I love Dunkaroos. God. That was my favorite snack, I think. That's one of my favorite things to do is get on BuzzFeed and just go through all the nostalgic. Like, <laughs> if you're a 90s kid, you'll remember. And I'm like, yeah. absolutely. All of these things. I love all of these things. Right, right. It must be really easy to make a listicles for BuzzFeed. I don't oh, know. I absolutely. Mean, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got a friend that just got a job. Well, friend. I got a person I went to high school with <laughs> that just got a job at BuzzFeed. I'll, maybe I'll reach out to them and be like, what What do you guys... What do you, uh, 
Like, does everyone sit There's down, like, with a bulletin board, and they're like, uh, let's see, this week you might like spaghetti if these images identify yep. with you. Like, I don't know. We I, haven't done a quiz on which friend's character you are, depending on what you buy from Urban Outfitters. Right, you know, it feels very much like if I took a box full of magnets with, like, nouns and verbs yes. on them and mm-hmm. threw them all at the refrigerator at once and then, like, whatever we came up with, mm-hmm. that's the list for the day that yes. we're going to make into a, a listicle. Along the lines of, I guess, things that don't hold up or something along... It it, it just, like, stuck out to me is mm-hmm. Corey's line about, you're going to be one of those girls who doesn't shave, shave their, their legs. legs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there, there's no shortage of, of sexist remarks. Yeah. Uh, and that's... I feel like that's not even necessarily... I mean, he's just calling her a hippie, basically. I guess, yeah. I mean... It's interesting, right? You know, like an eleven-year-old boy who's already so indoctrinated to understand that like women should shave their legs, mm-hmm. right? You know, yes. like if you don't, then no, uh, you know. Then you're, yeah, you're <laughs> right. Good. That's that's not his fault. He has been told as such. It's a societal society's thing. problem. They let him. They raised him as such. That's an Alan and Amy problem. Probably, I was gonna say it's probably an Eric problem. <laughs> that's yeah, it's probably true. Huh. Um, I guess they all, his family comes in when he uh, has done whatever to his hair. It's just a relaxer that he puts on for too long, but then it just becomes basically a helmet, which I'm not sure if that's actually a thing that would happen Uh, if you left a relaxer on for too long. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but they come in and they all take a a good couple jabs at his expense. Oh, yes. I I mean, I can't fault him, you know? No. Gotta. That's well, and I I made a note of that in my mind. Of that is such a that's such an honest scene mm-hmm. in that of that's a family that's it's a, a good, family it's a good it's little a family, family moment. moment yeah yeah for sure it feels like right. I am in middle school again and I did something stupid and my entire family comes into my room right and me right but not so stupid it. that like no one's hurt no one's yes, in trouble no it's one's just hurting. like. Woof, so all right, you you're do? 11 and you made a choice. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, were you, did you, were you 11 and made any choices that resulted as such? Not with your hair, necessarily, but well, I mean, I don't I know, maybe with your hair. Think of any, not at 11, I did cut my hair with, like, craft scissors when I was, like, three, I think. Okay, well, you're three, that's, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, oh! Oh, my mom will love that I'm telling this story. When I was, I think, six, me and my childhood best friend her name was Libby we my mom was a big stamper so she had like a million rubber stamps and all these nice uh, markers and things that she would do calligraphy with and she made all of her own cards anytime she would go anywhere she's so artsy like that and so she had all these nice stamps and these nice markers and she kept them away from us but her stamping room was right off of my bedroom mm-hmm. in my childhood home so she comes upstairs one day and me and Libby are sitting in my bathroom Upstairs, and we have completely trashed all of the stamps and markers, and we have colored our faces, we colored our shoes, we colored our actually, no, we colored our feet blue because we they were the glass slippers from Cinderella, and we colored our legs. It was everywhere the worst thing that you could possibly (laughs) imagine. And my 
both of my dad and uh, Libby's dad had to leave because they were laughing so hard. <laughs> and it was, I mean, it's one of those things where we laugh at it now. They were mm. mad, of course, back in the day, but sure. they, I, I'm sure they still thought it was yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing, opening the door and seeing these two six-year-olds covered in markers. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were the prettiest girls at the ball. <laughs> Because we had painted all of our faces. And yeah, it was I thought probably you were super that, toxic. Uh, that I can't believe and... I'm not blind. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that you and Libby cut each other's hair. I've got several oh, no. friends who, like, there and their childhood best friend, like, tried to cut each other's hair. I think I did at that. Some point. I think because I did that when I was younger, I didn't ever do that again mm-hmm. until I first moved to Chicago and was too poor to get a haircut and mm. uh, used to cut my own hair. Oh, nice. Fun city stories. Yay. I let a friend cut my hair in college because I was too poor to get a haircut. Mm. And then when I went to get my haircut later, because when I wasn't too poor to get a haircut, my next one basically, they were like, who cut your hair last time? What did you do? <laughs> they were like, this line here's a little crooked. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it went great. Um, I had a friend who loved loved cutting my hair in high school so I had her cut my hair a couple of different times Mm -hmm. and she would just do a simple cut long layers she Mm -hmm. had the tools for it she Uh was just really talented at it Mm -hmm. in general so she did a couple times I'm glad that worked out for you I know right (laughs) it worked out yeah surprisingly well something like I did that wasn't like you know wasn't in any way hurtful to anybody but like just everyone can walk in and be like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. the kind of moment. I feel like, I mean, I'm sure there was plenty, but um, off the top of my head, I'm not, I'm not thinking of anything great. If it comes Feels to you, like, we can edit yeah, it yeah. back into oh, this good. section. Yeah, we'll slide it in. I feel like, <laughs> But there's also another moment in this episode that's kind of the same thing, but a little more dangerous when Morgan sticks her doll in the toaster. Oh my God, yes. Mommy, She's like, Mommy, I made a mistake. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. And it's she so comes good. out and she's just flat. And then she, it's the sweetest moment because she takes her in her arms and she's not crying. She's not yeah. upset. She goes, Debbie's my doll and I love her. Not and right, I right. started to cry. I love this because what I love about that line is she says like, no matter what she looks like. Yes. Right? And it's like the first seed in this episode mm-hmm. that like the appearances are not relevant. And then yes. of course she immediately like throws Tosses her in the sink, the right? Yeah. <laughs> but. It's a wonderful, like, start to this motif that, like, your appearance can suck or can be great or whatever, and it doesn't matter and what other people think of it. Someone anyway. will still love you anyway. Here's hoping. It was not the same Debbie we had seen earlier. That's true. That much is true. Yeah. Well, but clearly she just keeps destroying her doll. Right, if she keeps on renames of Debbie. Debbie. <laughs> because then she gets the new doll, yeah. and it's... That's still it's, Debbie. Right, She's like, Debbie. new Debbie is yeah. horrible. Business and Debbie. <laughs> business Debbie. And I love... Amy Matthews sits down and she's just like, "This is." She went to college. She doesn't need to support her. And I was like, and you hear like a woo from the audience. Yeah, I was like, yeah. That would have been me. Right. There's so many. There are some weird audience reactions in this episode. A little bit. Because there's the Corey complains that Eric got the good hair and he says, "Yeah, I did." And you hear like every girl just go like, "Wee!" It's like feels like the most triggered cue card response ever to like be hot for him now. Which like. is really funny because there's a joke later on in the series where he talks about taking a ride in the dryer 
And he was like, well, if I hadn't, my hair would have turned into oh, right, right, right. And so <laughs> at first they make it out to be like it's a genetic thing, but later right. we found out. They make a joke about it. Yeah, took yeah. Took a ride in the drive. It's good. They do scared. that. There's also like the, the reaction to Corey and Topanga's kiss there at the end. It's just so like such a strange vocal it's, reaction. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Live studio audiences are weird. <laughs> it's hard to, well, and it's hard to react to that because I feel like the lines of consent are a little fuzzy on that one because he fuzzy. <laughs> he's like, nope, don't want this to happen. Not really right. into this. And, and she, she pushes, pushes him, him against the locker. the locker and kisses him anyway. He doesn't even put out his lips. He's mm-hmm. like sucked him back. Yeah. I think it's interesting to consider how that moment would have played had he pushed her into the locker. Yes. And forced a kiss on her while they were handcuffed together. Yes. Uh, Very different. My first kiss when I was at the age of like 12 or whatever was also somewhat of a surprise. I was about to say surprise attack and now it feels like I'm really Yikes. blaming someone here. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise that I had honestly a similar reaction where I didn't not want to kiss this person but I was like finding every like weird like nervous tick response mm-hmm. and then immediately following said kiss I was just sitting here with like wide eyes and <laughs> ridiculousness I don't know hair um, up to the ceiling yeah like the I don't Frankenstein. <laughs> right um, it would be I mean but I th- but you know the nice thing to Penga at least she says is that like um, would be interesting right if this like to have to remember your first kiss was when you didn't feel good about how you looked and mm-hmm. to know that like it's not about how you look mm-hmm. so that's nice yeah I guess but it still wasn't really consensual no he does I later on in the series he makes comments about it like yes of course I wanted this to happen kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I mean, from the get-go, yeah. with at face value, yeah. there's there's not really probably not going to see that on an we'll episode of something no. today, and that's that's something fine. that does not hold up. That's fine. We don't yeah. need to see that on an episode of something today. Yeah, no. It's, yeah. That was just something that I've noticed in the past while rewatching the series, but really came to me full circle this time around. Mm-hmm. I was just very I was hyper aware of it this right. time it's a little squirmy mm-hmm. you know like they're 11 years old and, and like it's funny watch like you can tell that the you know the direction was very much like ah oh, like the cute 11 year old kids and like she you know she puts on the pants and does like you know and does all the things that like you would have said as mm-hmm. a, like a director of a sitcom in the 90s mm-hmm. you would have been like ah oh, she's taking charge and it's funny ha 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 cause she throws them against the lockers yep but I don't know. It's a little squirmy. It is a little squirmy. Yeah. I mean, again, at least we can like rest easy knowing that like it was both of their first kiss and they had rehearsed it a ton of times without yes. actually kissing, and both of their full families were on set and like watching. Both of their actual uh, their actual selves like right. It was like have, both of their genuine actual yeah, like, like responses Danielle to and, kissing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's a little. A little, little fuzzy there. A little fuzzy. Yeah. A little not fuzzy. not a great consent episode, but no. a nice body positivity. Yes. Episode. Um, One little like continuity error. Mm-hmm. Well, and we haven't dived into Sean's character yet, but he says <laughs> something along the lines of flag football in my backyard and I was like Sean you live in a trailer park what backyard what backyard I thought the same thing I'm glad you brought it up yes Um, because he says it and I was like 
what? <laughs> Potentially, and if say if that were to be the other character, maybe that other character would. But right, like fired, a couple of lines that they gave to him, that one into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That holds up if they were if all these lines were expected to be from other unnamed friend. Mm-hmm. Um, that would explain why this episode is rife with continuity error for Sean's yes. like character bible yeah um, specifically for Sean I feel like for no other character except yeah well Sean. in this episode he has a backyard he's got a sister there were also a lot of um pop culture references in this episode but they talk about Beavis and the Butthead they talk that, that about was the other weird Don audience King. response the Beavis and Butthead literally they say Beavis and Butthead and, and the, the audience, audience loses their mind and it happens in the next episode too mm-hmm I was like, what the hell? Why? I, I don't know. I hate Beavis and Butthead. I think I never liked it when I was younger. I don't think I've younger. ever seen an episode. I saw a couple episodes when I was a kid, and they were reruns because I was not of age to yes. watch it, really, when it was airing. But I never enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I know how, like, culturally timely and impactful it was, mm-hmm. but I just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the audience loses their mind at just the name being said. Uh, anyway, you were saying other cultural references. I've never seen it. Is it one of those like shows you just get really high and watch? Yeah. Is it like the new Rick and or the old Rick and Morty? Yeah, I mean it feels so like you've. I'm sure you know the animation of it, right? Like it's like line drawings of like these two like really long headed kids. Yeah. It looks like shit you see on Adult Swim or mm-hmm. you know all any. It looks like low-budget adult cartoons, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was geared for, like, teens, specifically, and, uh, and like, I mean, preteens, a lot of preteens watched it, but it was mostly for teenagers mm-hmm. that were, like, binging MTV uh, and and everything else. But I, it just, it's a little, like, nothing happens. I don't know. Yeah. It's like the Seinfeld of adult cartoons. <laughs> but less interesting. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But, yeah, they make... That and of course the Angela Lansbury and the Crossfire reference and whatever. And what is what does he call? Hey, look everybody! It's what does he say? Don King. Yeah. Oh, and Morgan says. Um, oh, Punky it's Punky, Punky Brewster. Brewster. Yeah. This whole mm-hmm. this episode feels like a lot of people just like trying to prove that they've watched TV. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know who Don King is, though. I don't understand Don that Don King reference. is an American boxing promoter known for his involvement in historic boxing matchups. Okay. Does he have like really? Tall oh, he has hair. a manslaughter conviction against him. He does, oh, actually. He has some pretty wild hair. Let me show you a picture. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. All right, all right, I see it. I see the reference. I get now. it. I don't know how many people, like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that was, you said he's a boxing announcer? Yes. Well, boxing was, like, only on HBO or pay-per-view kind of deal in the 90s. Like, you didn't watch boxing otherwise. Maybe well, they would have got. I, I don't know. That's, no one around him's like, ha ha ha, good joke. <laughs> we were not right. We were not a boxing family at all, so mm-hmm. I could not Me honestly no idea. tell you if it were on regular ESPN or whatever. No, I mean, I know all I know is that like any like fights, basically. I mean, it's the same today, actually, with like UFC and stuff. I think it's all still like pay per view. They're only on pay per view. Yeah, they don't Nothing really broadcast it much on cable or. Whatever else people watch nowadays. <laughs> okay, so who's your MVP? My MVP of the episode is it's Topanga, obviously. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm such I'm so vanilla when it comes to MVPs. Like I'm always looking at like the clearest and obvious choice for it. Um, she's she's a rock star in this mm-hmm. episode. She doesn't give a fuck what other people think about her. She's ten years ahead of all of them in terms of progressive thought. Mm-hmm. 
she has great outfits. She's she's yes. dressed into the nines. She's a budding young artist mm-hmm. uh, with this spoken word poem and her interpretive yes. dance. Uh, she she's an, an activist fighting for workers' rights. She mm-hmm. kills it all around. I would agree with that. Topanga is probably my MVP as well. Mm-hmm. Just because it's obvious. Right. I wanted to pick someone who wasn't Topanga, but if it wasn't Topanga, it was going to be Morgan again. Because Morgan <laughs> is just killing it. She's just She has like two it. lines in this. Uh, three lines. But here's the thing is she's the one who kicks off the whole, like, you doesn't matter what you look like. Yeah, but then she throws her doll in the sink. That's true. That's, that's, <laughs> that's why I did not pick her, because right. she kind of destroys it then immediately after. Fair enough. Anything else? No, I think that's. I mean, uh, well, any other thing? Boom check? Any booms? No, I'm I'm getting a little mad. <laughs> and I was it, yesterday. I was watching the episode and it was a little spotty, um, just because I had to kind of start and stop it because mm-hmm. I was at my boyfriend's and he was mm-hmm. on the phone with his grandpa. Mm-hmm. But so I wasn't paying as close attention mm-hmm. as I should have. So mm-hmm. if someone else catches something, mm-hmm. let me know. Yeah, yeah. But I did not see any boom mics in this episode. Got it. I've forgotten to be. We're alone. three episodes clean of booms. Nice. We kicked it off wrong in the first one, and then we're three episodes clean. So. Sure, that's good. It's good Who news. Knows when it's yeah, coming, yeah. when it'll be back. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, yeah. we'll get there. Cool. Well, thanks for listening. You can follow us and like us on Instagram and mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook with handles that Megan will tell you they <laughs> are now. Um. So we are on Twitter at Feeny Call. And you can also send us an email at phoenicallpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So let us know. Great. You can also find us on Facebook. So Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thanks for sticking it out. And if you're still here, we like you. So hang out. I don't know. Great. Subscribe. Cut whatever. that out. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't put that in there. <laughs> and class dismissed. <laughs>